0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's a.k.a. Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we
1: talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hey, hey, AP. Well, hello, Murph. Have you been training for our upcoming Century ride? Well, I mean...
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I should clarify, the century ride that isn't planned or even maybe happening yet. Oh, it's
0: definitely happening. I just won't say when. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was just looking at my Strava, and this will not be impressive to you or probably any of our listeners, but I noticed that I had hit 750 miles this year. Ooh. So I am pumped, and I'm going to try to reach 1,000 miles. So we'll see in this year.
1: Congratulations. So, and that's going to like be it. a little bit difficult because, you know, the days are going to get shorter, it's
0: going to get darker sooner,
1: and it's going to start getting cold.
0: I know, but luckily I don't mind biking in the cold. I just, I don't like biking in the ice, but the yeah. cold is fine. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to get there. Cool. I have every confidence. Yeah. So, yeah. So what have you been up to? Have you, I'm sure you've been training for the century. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny because I had my, um, you know, I run a bike club here in Cedar Rapids, and we mm-hmm. had our weekly ride last night. And I looked at my Strava, and we only did 14 miles, <laughs> but yet it took us well, like six hours. So you know, we're we were definitely doing more of the socializing uh, in between segments of the bike ride, but it was still a blast. <laughs> and That's right. it's always fun to have you know new people join us or people who aren't really. Uh, versed on group riding. I love that mm. aspect of this club because we try to be as welcoming as possible. And yeah. last night we did plenty of socializing. <laughs> so <laughs> whoever
0: joined us last night probably had a blast. Yeah, I hope I should hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So we have a fun interview this week and it sparked a question. All oh, right. Are you ready? Right. Um, yes. So have you heard of the East Coast Greenway
0: Oh actually yes ah. they are uh the East Coast Greenway is a 3000 mile pedestrian and bicycle route and it goes between Maine and Florida all along the East Coast yeah. and I didn't just google that you... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did have to look it up because this is such a cool bike route And we're talking, okay, so East Coast Greenway, we're talking, it connects 15 states. Wow. And I did look it up, 450 cities and towns, and like you said, 3,000 miles of people-powered
0: trails. Ooh. You could literally
1: go from the Canadian border of Maine all the way to Key West, Florida. So... I mean...
0: That sounds like the new Murph challenge. I mean, you went from east west to east. Now you have to go from north to south. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, you know, I don't remember if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I have a running list of all the states that I've biked through. And I think I have like 22 left, 22 states. And I've never biked way up. I've biked in New York City uh, for when I did Bike the boroughs, but I've never been like Maine that yeah. whole
0: area, and I think you probably hit quite a few states as you go through all those tiny ones. I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Maine, get some chowder, yeah. do some biking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the East Coast Greenway Alliance is the organization that puts together, had put together this route, and um, so they've really developed this trail as a network it's yeah. it's not just like a map it's really a thing
1: yeah and they so it's 3000 miles but right now about 1000 of it is protected trail which is mm. pretty darn cool and then of course the rest of it is either you know roads highways kind of you know the whole adventure cycling type routes that mm-hmm. you know i'm sure that they're picked uh, consciously to be less traffic
0: yeah well i'm sure i mean With a thousand miles, it's only a third, but in all those really super established states, I mean, everything's so like cram jammed in together in that part of the country. I mean, I'm sure it took a huge effort to get that much, and I'm sure it was probably the most dangerous part. So now it's, you know, it's alleviated that a little bit.
1: Yeah. I remember when I did that Gap and CNO trail where we ended up riding through Washington, D.C., which, you know, hello traffic and cars (laughs) coming at us every which way, but it was, the trail system was amazing. Like it was marked clearly. And even though we might be on a road near lots and lots of traffic, we almost always had a protected bike lane or an actual trail. I I was very impressed. And I know that Washington DC is part of this uh, trail system.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. It's such a relief to have the protection of the the trail or um, something like that. And i I did look this up when I knew we were going to be talking about it just to kind of make sure that I wasn't just making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed that in Florida, that 262 of the 578 miles are actually the protected bike lanes. So that's actually quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and think of how, think, about it. think of how long Florida is.
1: You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Like, yeah, that's pretty significant. I mean, 578 would be a long rag ride that we zigzag up and down, back and forth, you know, all around, <laughs> yeah. but that, this is more of a straight line yeah, down from the north to the south of Florida. I mean, I guess you could go either way, but anyway, that's super impressive. And I noticed that Connecticut was another one that had a really significant amount of protected green whale, mm. <laughs> protected greenway with uh 104 out of 198 miles protected. Nice. Wow. That is yeah. cool.
1: And back to Florida, you know, obviously lots of protected bike lanes and in my experience only two alligators sighted the entire <laughs> my entire bike across florida so wow. I, I i don't know if you know maybe aaron will tell us about alligators on her adventure but anyway
0: i want to go on a bike ride where you see as many alligators as possible <laughs> well until one nips at your toe andrea then you probably don't want oh, well. it I, I am already missing a toast, So like, I probably can't afford that. So, all right. Canceled.
1: <laughs> okay. So listeners, you can check out East Coast Greenway at greenway.org. Um, and if anybody out there wants to ride this next year, let me know. Cause I right. am
0: very interested. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Okay. So this brings us to today's podcast interview. Yes. And on the show today is Aaron Troutman.
1: Yes. This summer, Erin, who is a teacher, biked the entire East Coast Greenway, and she did it in 47 days. Wow. I know. And as we mentioned, this is Maine to Key West, 15 states. So Erin's going to tell us about her experience as a solo traveler riding the East Coast Greenway. Um, And although she was able to coordinate here and there, rides with family, she did a really good job of getting nice overnight stays. So Mm. this is a really fun interview. Well,
0: sounds like an amazing adventure, and I can't wait to hear more about Erin and her travels. All
1: right. I would like to welcome to the show Erin Troutman. Hey, Erin. Hi. Hi. Good to have you on the show, and I we talked about this briefly before we pushed record, but I'm super excited because I've never heard of the East Coast Greenway, and you're I, somebody reached out to me and was like, you need to interview this girl because she just completed this as a solo traveler, so thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I had never heard of the Greenway either uh, until my um my aunt and I were on a ride actually together in the summer of 2021 and she lives very near to the East Coast Greenway route in Massachusetts. So yeah. we were riding and, and seeing the greenway signs, you know. So I kind of had it in the back of my mind um that it, you know, existed and then yeah. I found out that it was this long route, you know, between Maine and Florida. Yeah.
1: Briefly talked about this in our intro, but you're talking all the way from the state of Maine to the very, very bottom of the Keys, the Key Key West, Florida.
2: Yes, yeah. When I first got to the, um, you know, the starting town in Calais, Maine, my phone was uh, was telling me I was in Canada. Oh no! <laughs> way. It does start. It does start <laughs> right on the Canadian border. Wow! Um, and then you know, heads head south from there. So it, it's the idea is behind it that it'll eventually be all. Um, off-road kind of multi-use trail surfaces yeah, yeah. Um, but right now it's about one-third complete so it's about one-third trail some paved some unpaved and then um, two-thirds on the on the roads.
1: Okay well um, the cool thing about this too is you completed the East Coast Greenway in just 47 days which that's mind-blowing to me and I'm gonna do a spoiler alert because I've already looked through your Instagram. You had several days where you biked over 100 miles in one day. So I am glad to have you on the podcast and really excited to hear your story. So let's just throw it out there. Like, give us some idea of your experience doing this ride.
2: It it was just, it was really neat. Um, I had, so I'm a teacher, so I have sort of the the luxury of having some time in the summer to be able to go away for a little bit longer of a time. Um, But that also meant the 47 days I sort of had my bookends, right? So I left you know, the day after the last day of school, and I came back with, um, you know, a a couple weeks before I needed to go, to go back, so I knew I had kind of a starting point and an end point, and that's kind of how I designed the route. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really grateful, actually, through through Warm Showers to get connected with another uh, teacher who had biked it the summer previously, Mm. and she was incredibly helpful in I mean, she must have answered a thousand questions for, for me before <laughs> I went because she had had done a similar trip. So her and, and a few other people who had had ridden the Greenway and, and blogged about it kind of helped me to form sort of my plan of where I wanted to start each day, where I wanted to finish, um, because I didn't I didn't want to go in with no plan because right. then You know, what if I made it three weeks in and realized I was only in Connecticut and, you know, (laughs) hadn't made as much progress as I needed to in order to finish before I had to go back to school. Right. And I
1: thought you were really you did a good job as far as at least posting on Instagram that you were so well connected, like you had great places to stay. And I noticed a lot of the people that you stayed with, you know, gave you tours or they were well uh, versed on the area. So, I mean, high five there.
2: That was I mean. A good amount of people um, were were from the Warm Showers um, community. Mm. Some were family and friends. Um, some were people that I had met along the way. Um, and I was just blown away. Yeah, God just blessed me with so many people along the way that were just incredibly helpful, right? Mm. Things like tours and places to stay and even something as simple as, oh, let you know, let me look at where the route you're taking tomorrow to, to see you know, what roads you might want to watch out for, or, you know, areas that you might want to consider a different route or, you know, so that was just so helpful. There's
1: so much value in talking to somebody who's local to the area because, you know, your route may look really good on paper, but man, you know, when you get traffic going really fast or maybe no shoulder, that's, there's a lot of value there. Yes. So how did you Absolutely. come up how did you come up with this adventure in the first place? You know, you and your aunt are biking <laughs> in twenty twenty one and then at some point you went, I'm gonna bike that whole thing.
2: Yes. So I had kind of like I had the idea just like a little bit in the back of my brain that fall, you know, as the school year started. And then I actually so what kind of pushed me to sort of, you know, make it happen was I was um I actually had COVID in the beginning of January mm. of twenty twenty two, which, you know, it was super mild, um, but I was out of work for five days, right, for, for quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, at my house and I was thinking and probably had a little too much time on my hands. And I thought, you know what? I thought this is going to be the summer that, uh, that I can, can do this. Because yeah. um, I thought it, it, it kind of turned from a, oh, one summer, maybe I'll do this, to why not this summer um, that, I, that I could do it. So at that point, I booked, I took a train and two buses to get up to the starting point in Maine. And then i took a flight home from key west so i once i had those two bookends um in place then i thought okay Erin, you have to do this now
1: <laughs> it's happening <right>? it's
2: happening <laughs> yeah
1: did you uh document you know how many miles you did each day
2: i did yeah so um i documented on instagram so i would post you know a couple pictures and, and how many miles i had 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 done um, and then I was also recording on uh, on Strava tracking. Oh yeah, okay. What I had. So did you add it all up written. to find out
1: what you did from north to south?
2: I, I did. So I was just short of two hundred or thirty-two hundred miles. Oh wow! So it was three thousand one hundred ninety-seven.
1: Wow, <laughs> that is incredible! And to do that in forty-seven days—that's incredible.
2: It was. It was definitely. Uh, I had. I had a lot of help along the way.
1: Yeah. Will you describe, you know, you mentioned that about a third of it is, I would say, you know, uh, pedestrian, like bike lane type terrain. But in general, like, what is the terrain like there?
2: Sure. So um, I would say about half of what they consider to be completed would be um, like kind of a crushed gravel type surface. And then, you know, some of it. Probably the other half is is paved. Um, and then even what is considered an on-road section, you know, you might have a bike lane while while you're there. They've definitely tried to pick the most bike-friendly mm-hmm. route. It's definitely not the shortest route from from Maine to Florida, mm-hmm. but they do try to put you on, on the more bike-friendly roads. But they're definitely, especially as, like, further south, um, you know, there are some sections of South Carolina and Georgia where, like, sort of the only option is, is a, a pretty high-traffic road. Sure. Um, there aren't as many. Aren't as many backroads to choose from as there were in say like Maine or, or Massachusetts or yeah. Connecticut or somewhere like that.
1: And uh, I mentioned this when we were doing our intro that I've biked in New York City, you know, at Bike the Boroughs bike ride, but I've never been north of there. So like, you know, all I know about Maine is just how beautiful it is. But what is it like to actually bike it? I mean, is there elevation or are you surrounded by beautiful ocean everywhere?
2: <laughs> So Maine had so many hills. Did it? <laughs> Maine is very hilly. Um, yes. Yeah. Maine was beautiful. Um, that was the, the redeeming quality of all the hills. <laughs> was the beautiful scenery. Um. But actually, I would say my favorite section of the ride um, was between Portland, Maine, and Boston. Oh, okay. Um, is a lot. Of, there's a lot of trail or um sort of low traffic back roads. Um, just gorgeous scenery. And then the other section I really liked in that area was um, surprisingly well. It was a surprise to me. Um, was Connecticut? Hmm. That was just really beautiful. Um, my only the only other time I had been to Connecticut was um, driving on I ninety five.
1: Sure, yeah. <laughs> it was
2: nice to see another another side of, of Connecticut. Um, yeah, we've
1: we've talked about this many times on this podcast. Just how cool it is to you know when you drive through a place how different it is and how cool it is to then do it by bike because you're doing it at, you know, obviously a much slower speed, a much more relaxed pace and you
2: see so many new things. Absolutely. Um, That was really neat to be able to see, um, especially because this route, um, unlike, I think some of the, at least I haven't done them, but from what I've heard, some of the cross country routes that are a little more intentionally rural. um, This one really tries to hit like all the, a lot of the major landmarks Mm. on the east coast so like in new york you're going past the statue of liberty you know in dc you're going past the monuments Mm. Um, and that's just really neat to see on a bike did you do the majority of
1: this with friends by yourself with family
2: sure so of the the 47 days um i did two with my aunt so she the day before I, I stayed at her house one night and the day before and the day after she rode with me. Ah. Um, and then my parents are also, um, they taught me how to bike tour. So they're, they're into bike touring also. And they rode, they came down and rode for three days with me oh, in Baltimore fun. or in, um, not Baltimore in Delaware and Maryland. Oh, so that was super fun to do that with them. Yeah. So I'm really glad that they were able to join me. Oh yeah. And then actually there was a, um, a girl that I met, I ran into a group ride when I was in Connecticut and I asked them, I said, Oh, you know, where are you riding? And they said, Oh, we're riding on the East Coast Greenway. I said, Oh, me too. <laughs> um, so we rode together for a little while. And then one of the girls that I actually met, she came down and rode with me in uh, Virginia for a day. Oh,
1: fun.
2: So that was just so kind and, and generous of her. Yeah. Um, and that was actually the first, um, century ride that I had ever done. So the oh. fact to have a, 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 a buddy and and someone to encourage me on that was, was fantastic.
1: Yeah. And, and tell us a little bit more about a century ride. You know, we all, everybody in the biking community knows that means a hundred miles or more on your bicycle. So what was it like?
2: Like I said, I really, I'm not sure I could have done it without, I'm not sure I could have, um, could have done it solo. It was really good to have, um, have encouragement that day, um, you know, as the, and, and just, someone to help help remind me okay you know yeah. we need snacks we need water we need you know yeah those sorts of things to to make it through those all those miles yeah
1: yeah and you said you know your parents kind of got you into touring so obviously they've done some touring themselves and um to clarify does that mean you had everything on your bike I did wow. yes wow so can you describe to us like a typical day? You know, you'd wake up, you ride your bike, you go to bed, but there's probably a little <laughs> bit more to it.
2: <laughs> sure. So I would try to start um, between six and uh, this means six and eight. Mm. Um, if I was um, staying with a, a host family, it was generally more towards the 8 a.m. Um, if I was by myself, probably more like six, um, especially right. when it got, you know, when I got into the southern states where it was so hot. It's nice to be able to start and kind of get as many miles as I could done early before it got so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely kind of had a little routine of stopping about every 10 miles to eat and make sure I was hydrated. I was joking on the on the trip that I had the diet, I think, of a teenage boy <laughs> during, during the trip because it was definitely not the... Uh, not the healthiest. Oh,
1: <laughs> your, your lots food of choices. carbs, lots
2: of snacks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but in theory, in theory, you're pedaling them off. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> awesome. As you're biking along, are you finding water sources like in the communities at businesses or are there water sources along the trails or how did you do that?
2: Sure. So, some of the trails have. You know, water, or you know, they might have, you know, a park might have water. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped at a lot of like public libraries as a hidden,
1: uh,
2: oh, hidden source of water. So any um any sort of like public building, like a township building or municipal building, you know, a lot of times you can stop and get water there. Um, some churches along the way had water, mm-hmm. so I kind of got creative about how to find uh, how to find water sources. So I usually kept three bottles with me and then as soon as i had finished one of them i was on the lookout again for sure. more places to to fill up
1: yeah and speaking of churches your instagram is just full of beautiful photographs of churches so like did you every time you saw a church you're like i've got to stop in and just see what it looks like
2: oh um, pretty much yeah <laughs> i um i'm catholic and that's you know kind of a big part of who i am so it was neat to kind of visit some of those places that i that i'd heard about or wanted to to visit so that was kind of a neat neat side thing and I guess I didn't realize how many I had taken until someone sent me a message saying oh I've noticed you like taking pictures of churches I was like okay <laughs> guilty as charged
1: <laughs> there's a lot of uh pretty cool things though to see inside some of those really old churches
2: yeah that was I mean just all over and not just that but um you know just the the scenery in general like it was just it was a really beautiful ride mm-hmm
1: And we kind of talked about this uh, a few minutes ago, but where did you stay each night?
2: Uh, Sure, so I did a combination of um, warm showers and um, there was another, uh, so I used that in another hospitality site. And then I did stay with some family and friends, which was um, also very, very generous. And then I kind of filled in along the way um, with like an Airbnb if I needed it,
1: yeah. And um, Warm Showers, for those who don't know, it's literally a network of people that also enjoy biking or maybe have done touring, and they literally offer up either a bedroom or an apartment or a space for you to sleep. Is that correct?
2: Yes, yes. Um, And that was, it was just so, I mean, it made the trip, you know, affordable for me, and it was, everyone was just so kind and generous. It was just blown away.
1: And I was blown away by, you know, I'm picturing you biking all day, you know, you're hot, you're tired you probably get to your warm shower space, you know, take a shower, and then all of a sudden you have renewed energy, and before you know it, you're getting a good meal, you're getting a tour of the community, you're probably hearing all kinds of great stories. Is that, that's what was happening in my head? Is that kind of what happened in real life?
2: Yes, yes, that really is a good description. Um, It was so neat to hear everyone's travel stories, and not just bike travel, but, you know, travel in general, and the neat life experiences that I had, and um it really was all different all different kinds of people and um, you know sometimes families, sometimes a couple, you mm-hmm. know sometimes a mother single person like me. yeah, it was all different um, but really, really neat to to see and and to meet all those people. yeah,
1: I, I bet. And okay, back to uh, your method of getting nutrition. Let's get into it. I want to hear, you know maybe your favorite snack or you know, favorite meal, like for me, anytime I would see a Mexican restaurant while I was on a long distance tour, I'm like, I've got to find out what their fish tacos taste like. So that was always my go to. But did you have any sort of special snack or nutrition?
2: I feel like uh, ice cream is definitely my version of the fish tacos. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was definitely on the lookout for the ice cream stores uh, on along the way. Um, I had some really good barbecue in Charles- Charleston, South Carolina. And I realized that the easiest way to have two Southerners disagree with one another is to ask them where to find the best barbecue. Because <laughs> you have all different answers. And I found out, I didn't know this, that there's all different types and different ways to do it. And... Oh, that's <laughs> so
0: great. that was a neat thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So, you know, you kept your belly full and you, um, it sounds like for the most part, you always had a nice place to stay, but you know, you're still traveling over 3000 miles by bicycle. So I'm assuming there were some low points and some high points. Do you want to touch on any?
2: Sure. So <laughs> there was definitely a low point. I know you mentioned during the five borough ride in New York, um, the day I went through New York city, definitely a low point. Um, <laughs> that's one thing I would, that would be at my advice to someone, um, you know, considering this or a similar bike tour is that you won't make enough, not enough, but you won't make as much progress in a city as you would. Oh, sure. Um, which in hindsight seems obvious, but not something I had planned for. So I realized, I think that day I had planned, I think 80 miles out to Princeton, New Jersey. And it took me five hours to do the first 20 miles in New York City. <laughs> So then I realized it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and I still had 60 miles to go. Oh my gosh. So it was a, there, it, it was a low point. We'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the high points was definitely riding through the keys. Mm. Um, it was just beautiful. I'm not sure if it was just because it was so beautiful or because I was so excited to be almost done. Right. <laughs> um, But it was, uh, yeah, loved the Keys. And I, um, gosh, it's been quite a
1: few years, but I did a Miami to Key West bike ride. And I agree with you. It was so beautiful. Um, But, okay, I have two questions for you. Uh, Alligators, question mark, and those lizard things. Like, did you see either of those on the trail?
2: So I did not see any alligators. Um, which is fine with me, (laughs) uh, but I did it right. I saw a ton of those like little, little lizards that would kind of like, you see squirrels in the Northeast. Yes. You know, you'll just see them dart across the the trail, these little lizards or little iguanas that would come. Yes. They were all over the place.
1: Yeah. And they would, um, at least for us, when we went through, they would, you know, kind of, you're exactly right about a squirrel because it'd be out of the corner of your eye. You're like, I see something moving. And then it would just dart in front of you, like like what? Why can't you right, stay you t- in the grass while until I go by? Like exactly, you think uh, you
2: were almost gonna gonna run over
1: it? Yeah, yeah. So okay, and I'm glad you didn't see any alligators. I, um, it's kind of a funny joke. Uh, I rode across Florida the opposite way, you know, from the on the Panhandle part. Oh, okay. And we saw two alligators that whole time. And there are supposed to be like over two million alligators in the state of Florida. I'm like, well, where are they? <laughs> but I'll agree with you. I was just fine. I was just fine yes, that that they just
2: away. I I I do not feel um, feel like I missed out for not seeing an alligator <laughs> on my ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are right. So, okay, uh, any favorite towns that you are like, I have to go back.
2: Um, I thought Annapolis, Maryland, I really liked, mm. I would have liked to be able to spend more time there. So it's definitely on my list of places I'd like to go back to. Um, I also really enjoyed Savannah, Georgia.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I was, uh, I, I was sitting there, you know, being like, oh, I wonder if I could teach in Savannah, Georgia. I was like, no, Aaron, you like Allentown, <laughs> but, uh, no, I loved Savannah. I just thought it was, uh, it was beautiful and, and so historic and yeah, I could have stayed there for could have stayed there for a week but
1: (laughs) yeah I think you kind of had a few Instagram posts kind of like a little joke where you're like I'm gonna retire here and then you another couple days later you're like whoa whoa whoa, wait I think I'm gonna retire here yes (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was really funny
2: yeah I think uh, I think I'll definitely be here At least a snowbird in my retirement. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So overall, like,
1: were you really happy with this experience and this event? And would you uh, encourage other people to do it, even though, you know, you're mindful about New York City?
2: Yes, I would definitely, um, I would definitely encourage it. I thought it was a fantastic ride. Um, I loved being able to see, you know, it really kind of intentionally goes through a lot of the cities on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was a really neat way to way to see see this part of the country yeah
1: and were you close enough that you could see the ocean quite a bit of your trip um not the entire time but definitely quite a bit of it Mm -hmm. just neat yeah that would be very neat yeah okay so you know now you've been from the very tip top of maine you've seen canada all the way down to key west florida let's circle back to like where do you actually live and what's cycling like there
2: sure um so i live in allentown pennsylvania oh okay um, which is uh notable in the in the cycling world because we have a velodrome for track cycling <sighs> in Trexlertown which is right outside um so that so there's definitely um a big big cycling community in in this area um mm-hmm. one of the things i like about allentown is there's lots of different places to ride so some of the um, riders that I ran into in the south were saying, you know, the only place they could find a hill to ride on was if they wanted to go up and down the bridges. Oh, wow. Um, because it's just very flat down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but here it's like if I want to ride up, up some hills, I can. If I want to plan a ride that's more flat, I can. If you want to go on trails, you can. Um, so I like that a
1: lot. And I have no desire to race on a velodrome. But did you actually ever go out and ride it just to see what it's like to be on that, you know, steep Inclined?
2: I have I have ridden on it yes I would uh definitely not not athletic enough to ever ever race there but um I have ridden on it and it's it's different you know to yeah. have that have that incline and you, you definitely have to be constantly uh constantly pedaling so you can stay stay upright there sure yeah
1: and now that you're back and I'm assuming you're back you know teaching you're back at school do you still have time to take rides
2: uh, I do, but yes, at the beginning of the school year, not not nearly as uh, as much as I as I was. Right. Definitely a, more of a weekend activity now. Yeah,
1: yeah. And did you do long distance cycling before you decided to do this thirty two hundred miler?
2: So the only thing I had done prior was I had done. There's a a trail called the DNL Trail, which goes from like Scranton area, so like northeast Phil or northeast Pennsylvania down to um Philadelphia area so i had done that and then i had done the the gap in the cno oh okay trail i did that um, solo last summer which that was a really a really great ride yeah um so but that's that's all i had done i was definitely not not experienced in any way
1: and would you say like i don't even know if this is a good question since you aren't doing long distance cycling all the time but what was it ab- about this trip that you found appealing
2: sure so um just i think long distance cycling in general is just a neat way to see places and definitely a neat way to travel by yourself um i don't necessarily enjoy traveling by myself unless i'm on a bike uh, yeah. Um, because i mean i don't know if you've had this or found this to be true on your rides but i think because you know you're on your bike and you have all your stuff with you so you definitely look a little weird um you know to the general you know people passing by so i find that you're more approachable and you're more likely to meet people and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of strike up a conversation with somebody. Whereas if you're just traveling on your own in your car, you're not necessarily going to have that experience.
1: Yeah. I think in general, when people look at your bike and see all those bags and all that stuff, they're really curious. And I agree with you. People are, people approach you just to you know find out where are you going? And I, I think it would be funny if you think back, you know, you, maybe you're in Maine, or maybe you're a little bit south of there. And if anyone asks you where you're going, were you like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go to Florida,
2: on my bike"? <laughs> well, it's funny if people's reactions change, you know, like as when you're in, right when you're in Maine and you say, "Well, oh, I'm on my way to Florida," you know, people kind of look at you and kind of, yeah, right, you know, yeah. <laughs> that you're going to Florida. And then, you know, when you're in Florida and people say, "Oh, where did you come from?" It's like, well, you know, Maine a couple weeks ago, and you know, the reactions totally different, um, but. Just you know, overwhelmingly kind people, and yeah, yeah, that's so very
1: nice. So you're explaining, you know, this epic adventure, and then like the gap in C and O is also an epic adventure. I, I was lucky enough to do that last fall, and we got into a hurricane while we were on it, so it was a little bit a little bit weird, you know, f- a little flooded. But um, do you have other adventures that now that you've accomplished some of these that you're like, all right, in the next couple of years, I'm gonna do blank.
2: I don't have anything specifically, you know, planned yet. I'm um, trying, to, trying to get the school year launched here. But sure. um, I uh, now that I've taken my bike on the plane before, that was something I had never done. Oh, yeah. How so did now that, I feel how like did that work? Sure. So I had called ahead to a bike store in Key West and I explained, you know, what I had been doing. And I asked if they would be able to save a bike box for me. Um, so they did, uh, which one tip I would have is ask for an e-bike box Mm. because they have a little bit more room in them. You know, you don't have to worry quite so much about squeezing everything in tight. Um, so yeah, I, I disassembled my bike on the side of the road in Key West Wow. and, uh, taped it up, um, found a a real nice Uber driver (laughs) who took me to the airport with my bike box. Um, but now that I've done that, I feel like, oh, wow, you know, there's more, destinations i think that are open to me so i'd love to try i'd love to try some cycling in europe or maybe on the west coast but i haven't haven't put any any official plans in place yet
1: yeah and did you actually just use your um bike as a piece of luggage then were you able to just check it like normal
2: yes so it's, it was considered at least on the airline i was flying was considered a piece of sporting equipment oh so it was just it was the same as a normal check piece of luggage Oh. which is awesome.
1: yeah. And that's something that I have not done yet—is actually taking a bike on a plane. So um, it's nice to know that you did it and success, and that you're okay with wanting to do it again.
2: Yes, yeah. I would definitely. Uh, yes, don't be afraid of that. Of that, just for uh, for people that might be be apprehensive about that. There's a ton of. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, you know, before I before I tried it, and it really did it did work out.
1: Well, this has been such an awesome interview. And I've made mention a few times that you have an Instagram page that you kind of chronicled each day and mileage and fun photos. So do you mind sharing that so other people could maybe look?
2: Sure. Yeah. More more trip details than you could ever want would be um <laughs> it's at it's at Aaron Rides the Greenway
1: on Instagram. Aaron Rides the Greenway. Yes. Awesome. Well, Erin, thank you so much for your time and kind of sharing your experience of riding the Greenway, and I wish you the best of luck finding out a new European trip to take in the future.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you bet.
1: Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you
0: for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike Podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at JustGoBike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please
1: rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology podcast for more bike adventure
0: interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike! (laughs)